Welcome back to Weebology. Thanks, y'all, for coming back to class. I am your dumbest, Professor Ricky. Yeah, bring it down a notch, guy. Absolutely not. Dude's over here screaming. Screaming? Yeah. I'm clipping now. And, uh, yeah, I'm uh, also a professor uh, by the name of... Um, really? <laughs> you get you gave pause to... I forgot my name. Anyway, continuing. <laughs> what Ethan was trying to get out is that this is Ethan, and I'm Ricky, and I realized that... Uh, Wait, who's Ethan? Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> who's Ethan? I was talking into my mic backwards as of last episode and part of this one. We here at the Webology Podcast love transparency. We are and clearly professionals. We are clearly professionals at this. You know what's nuts? Is it actually easy to tell which way is the front because there's like a little blue light on it? That's, I know. But what it sucked, I was like, what's going on with this mic? And I see the word back facing me and it all clicked like an epiphany. <laughs> Yeah, so like I noticed the audio. We actually did like five minutes of this episode already, and I saw the audio was like weird as hell. Like his was like basically non-existent. Um, it, like it was barely picking up, and then mine was like really loud. I'm like, I don't <laughs> know, man. Possible. We're at the I same volume, know, man. Oh man, I'm gonna sit over here with my L. But uh, Ethan, what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about a great, great show. For the most part. For the most part. <laughs> a comic, a kill. I would say this is a uh, a weird cult classic in the anime community because I have heard on forums and subreddits and everything of the like, people reference it all the time. And I just never watched it. It's just one of those things that passed me by. It also passed me by. What uh, year is it from, Ricky? Uh, 1982, actually. <laughs> I believe this uh, the cool, cool summer of 1982. No, it came out summer of 2014. Yes, and the joke is he said it was from 2005 when we had previously <laughs> Five, recorded 12, this. 17? It's in this decade? Not even not even that. Um but to preface the preface this, I was watching the show very recently to to rip it rip it through it and get thoughts about it for this particular episode and me and my buddy Nick, shout out to you Nick, we were at a bar uh what a while ago and we were just chatting about anime, and uh, we said Hunter x Hunter, and the bartender perked up. And he's like, oh, yeah, I love that show. I'm like, whoa, okay, this is cool. Random, uh, a random anime fan in the wild. And he, I, I was like, what other shows have you seen? Only really three or four, he replies, just the big ones. And then we bring up a comic got killed to ourselves, and he's like, oh, yeah, I also seen that one. It's really, really good. I'm like, whoa, wait. Not it's not ranked super high. It doesn't have a huge uh what do you say audience of pe- like just wide reach. I don't know. Why is that on everyone's list? That's what I sought out the 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 second half of watching it. Forum reads, community boards, why is it as famous as it is? Do you have a guess? Why do you think it is it- I think it's because it's super generic. Yes, I can agree with that. But they just like they heap on <laughs> like edge and just like the harem. I think there's a lot of compelling things to the harem. Yes. Um, this is actually the first harem ever that I was like fully vested in. Ooh, you heard her first. We and just- I was very disappointed. I know, I know, I know. Like, I could not have been more disappointed from like episode 20 to 24. Yeah. And it, it just did a nosedive in uh, storytelling quality for me, but we'll definitely get to that. So just to preface this, there will be spoilers for Kamiga Kill. Uh, in my opinion, uh, hearing it before watching it, I don't think would detract from the enjoyment of the show. Would you agree? I don't know. I agree. And like, we're not going to tell you exactly what happens or anything. It's just that 
like for instance the first episode is like a big big twist right yes and so like knowing there's a twist but us not telling you what it is isn't that helpful in terms of like spoiling it so right um but essentially what this show is is tatsumi and his two little friends from like a broke broke village somewhere um they basically train in different um martial arts like he's a swordsman essentially and his friends are an archer and i can't remember what the dude does very classic high fantasy bullshit yeah and uh so basically their plan is to go to the big city Become heroes, get rich as hell, and filter all that money back home. Who wouldn't want that life, you know? What, 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 go to the big city and get fucking rich. I don't know if I'd ship at home, though, but yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> well, I mean. I think if everyone you know is starving and <laughs> dying, that's you true. might. Yeah. So and they also don't have running water. They literally are. It's like a little bit of a different situation. Kind of sticks in mud. But yeah, Tatsumi <laughs> goes with... Uh, monetary aspirations of fame and fortune and uh he's a pretty good he's pretty strong he's a pretty good swordsman even before like like off the rip yeah um he held his own a lot more than i expected him to in the beginning yeah um but anyways he comes into kind of contact with this group called night raid night raid um which i had mentioned as one of one of my honorable mention favorite squads in anime but essentially what night raid is 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 this group of like wanted criminals yes that are being like basically framed quote unquote by the government as like being terrorists Ah. but we find out that the government is pretty fucked in its own right i would say they are still kind of terrorists they just have a good good morality set well i mean like so if your own government is torturing killing people you can't in my opinion you're not a terrorist for being like a rebel like yeah they're a like, rebel are you group. saying yeah. that the rebels in star wars are terrorists to to somebody exactly, i don't know <laughs> to somebody they're you're terrorists not, you're not the like as the viewer you're not behind the government there, that's true so. that's true and ethan ethan pointed out a big aspect of this entire show the government is really shitty like they're just it's rotten from inside and out um but there is one shining light within the government that we'll get to oh my gosh uh i don't know if we have the same opinion on who the shining light is but <laughs> we'll we'll see so uh tatsumi let's let's talk about like, about who's in night raid because night raid i do uh, now that i've seen the show agree with you hardcore that night raid is one of my favorite groups i've ever seen they have very very good chemistry um how yeah, the humor they have, the humor as a whole in the show is a little stale for me, but they have good chemistry. It feels organic. It feels cool. Uh, who's I your... mean, I think there's some funny stuff. Like, yeah, it's hit or miss. There's... But it's all related to Night Raid, like their interactions. Yes. But I mean, like, to be fair, the world that they're living in, like, really sucks. It's really, really. <laughs> so it doesn't particularly surprise me that it's not, like, overwhelmingly a funny show. Yes, they they try to inject humor in most of the times in places that are good. Sometimes got to let the edge do its thing. Don't cut through the edge with a humor knife. Uh, But who is your favorite Night Raid character that's not Tatsumi? I don't even know if Tatsumi would even make your top three list of who. Yeah, probably not. I think, well, I I mean, they do a lot to like make you really like Akame. Yeah. The thing is, I 
I actually didn't vibe too hard with her. She is endearing. I like. Well, it's because she's kind of like a blank wall. She is a blank wall. She's just literally she's your stereotypical I, I assassin. I super loved uh, Leone though. Yeah, she's cool. She, um, she's like the then, debaucher. She drinks like a fucking tank, which is awesome. Because well, her her like imperial arms is like regeneration, <laughs> so she literally can't get drunk. That liver is squeaky. Um. I like I, I like the boss Nanjin though or yeah, whatever her name is yeah. Nanjino. She was cool. Um, I I felt like she at least had a, more character development than most others in the group did. Uh, I liked. Uh, well, no, I think it's kind of a situation like Seven Deadly Sins where they've already done their stuff, right? And right, we're right. kind of coming into the end of the story almost. Yeah, um, for a lot of them. I do want to get to that the character development in a second, but I like uh, Lebok. He, I like Lick, uh, or they call him Lubba in the dub. Um, Lubba dubba dub dub. Mm, and I like his Imperial Arms is super cool. Uh, no, but he like, so he messaged me and um, was like, I can't believe Lubba, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, who the fuck is Lubba? <laughs> who the fuck is Lubba? <laughs> who the fuck is that? <laughs> but yeah, so that's the whole uh, sub dub. They called him, what is it, Lubbock? Lubbock, yeah. Lubbock, okay. That's a weird way to say it. Uh, but I liked him a lot. He's your stereotypical kind of perverted dude and he's he's kind of the comedic relief a lot and uh he was at least enjoyable to watch every time he was on screen i, I, liked, agree. Him, I liked him a lot uh my least favorite might be mine 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 i my, could not stand her she she's like she's like if you lifted a sundere off of a dictionary page of what a sundere is well like a lolly sundere and like just like honestly a bitch like kind of a bitch and and then then, um like for them to end up together at least for a small period of time was internally the most annoying thing that has ever happened in a show (laughs) i was like you gotta be fucking joking me (laughs) i don't know if i mentioned it in this iteration of us recording it but this was the first ever um like harem that i got like personally vested in i have a theory about why Actually, I was thinking about why is this the harem amongst all others that really got your goat? Like, this I, is the one that did it for you. Well, I mean, it's because the person I wanted him to end up with is like, <laughs> obviously never going to happen. No. <laughs> but I, my, here's my thought. But I think to do so, we need to address the elephant in the room about this show. And we will t- keep it as vague as possible to avoid as many spoilers as possible. But a lot of people die. Like, a lot of people die. And by a lot of people, you mean literally everyone dies. Literally everybody dies in this show. So... Let me ask you this. Yes. Who do you actually think the main character is? I don't know. And I... Honestly, after having watched it, I don't know who the main character is. I think it's... Is. Akame? Maybe? Is it Akame? I, I think I, you I, have to think that, but we see it all through Tatsumi's eyes, so it's kind of like... It's it's weird to me. It's like one of the shows where I don't know who really who they actually want you to think is the main character. I think it might be Tatsumi because since he comes from the boonies, he has like no knowledge of what's going on. Right. And we also don't have any knowledge of what's going on. So I think there's a very good chance that that's what they're kind of like going for. Like he's the everyman sort of, and you're so, just kind of like viewing it through so I think him. There's a different. I think there's a difference in this situation. I think it, especially with this particular harem going on right now, it's there's a difference between the main character and the center of attention plot wise. Tatsumi is definitely the center of attention. Everything revolves around him, but I don't know if that is that qualifies main characterness. You know. 
Um, yeah. Good example is Ari from my most recent My Hero Academia season. The entire thing revolves around her, but she isn't the main character. Yeah, let's uh, pause what we're talking about and just talk about every other show we're watching yeah, right just now. Say it. Yeah, just say <laughs> Now time for a cool weeb update. No, but... um. So I'm watching Arumakun. I'm <laughs> watching... So the thing with the why I think this harem clicks with you is because people are added to the harem as quickly as they're killed off. There isn't a growing bubble, right, of just people always fawning. There seems to be one at a time. There's, like... Chelsea, is that her name? Chelsea, and then mine, and then this person, and then that person. Well, Chelsea? Is she it? was, like, near the end. Right. But, I mean, she had a thing. She fell for Tatsumi in the end. Um, but, like, the, the two people... Well, okay. So, I think what they wanted you to want is they yeah. wanted you to want Akame to end up with him, right? Yes. And she was, like, giving him nothing other than, like, a... Like a um, it felt like more familial than anything yes like or like a like a deep deep friend type situation true yeah you saying she didn't give anything to him was is spot on because it's just like you are a blank slab i know you're a weapon of death i get it but we need something out of you girl we need a little reaction um so who did you want you wanted to comment at the end to end up with no no, no i said that's what they want everyone to want i what, wanted what him to end want? up with as let's talk about as death she is super hot she's just okay so as death is the main general of the kingdom's forces the government's forces and she has uh an imperial arms which we'll talk about at length there in a second but imperial arms are kind of mystic magical weapons of insane power that uh were created at the advent of this kingdom's foundation and uh, was used by the first emperor to basically win his power and his rule. No, I think he actually built them after he realized like he was going to die. Oh, and I think so you're right. He built them to keep his kingdom like uh, strong throughout history. I think was the idea. I obviously watched it maybe like last summer, so maybe that's slightly off. It, yeah, but he, the idea essentially was he he knew he wasn't gonna be able to stay around, so he had all these scientists come up with these these like basically, um, they call them imperial arms, but it was like there's a number of them like 50, 40, there's forty nine. There's forty eight, and tw they say twenty four was lost to time, so which they, very cool. That is so yeah. So that's the thing. If they wanted to continue this story. It could be potentially continued and explore those other twenty four explored, which I know you've always been a fan of. Like when you have a set of something and you don't get the full set. When I was so like obviously, I was super hoping they would just like go just go out to discover or find or that would have been picture, cool. Pick up more of them. Yes, um, because there was a lot of like so basically, there's this resistance and there's the government, and mm -hmm. what we're basically able to see is both sides. Yes. And basically, um, sometimes when the resistance will lose an Imperial Arms in a battle, oh, we should talk about like when two Imperial Arms fight. Yes. But um, the government would then take it and uh, take it in and start like trying to apply it to a new, uh, basically, soldier. Yes. But like the resistance, they would consistently like go find them. 
Yes, they would. They would do the archaeological work to, right. to get and, them, and then somehow, um, then they would place them within night raid. Essentially, is what yes. was going on. So, just that surface knowledge about imperial arms for now is important to know because as this imperial arms is actually the blood of a demon that lives or lived that one's in like a very cold, icy region. So she drinking this blood that any other that tried went literally insane with malice and anger and, and violence in there internally they were hearing voices and not just one a whole crowd she was already kind of nutso batshit anyway because she was raised in a uh, danger beast killing society which are these magical um, i would say magical creatures right yeah uh, so like it's a nomadic tribe that, that definitely kinda, and, yeah. and they were like um you haven't watched golden kamui but they were like that uh like winter um kind of Inuit looking tribe, I think, yeah. is kind of the idea. Little Eskimo folk, yeah, essentially, exactly. but blood hungry Eskimo, po- <laughs> Eskimo Well, people. so like the way they explain it is like that area of the globe or whatever is like highly contested and there's constantly shit going on. So, like, to me, her story and character development made sense why she would be the way that she was. Yeah. So basically, her dad was like, if you die in battle, you're weak, and essentially. There's, there will be set. We were sad the same way that I think her mother was killed. And, yeah. Uh, it's like, yes, we will grieve, but that's just how shit goes. And she grew up believing like, oh, that's just how shit goes. So she was already like very battle seasoned and kind of desensitized to the horrors of just, you know, hunting, being prey and predator situation. Uh, so she was a little uh, intense on the battlefield. Yeah, so the way they set it up is like there's three main generals for the um, government. There's this dude that we barely see. Um, he's the big electric dude. Yes. I can't remember his name. I totally um, There was well. Esdeath, and then there was Nanjano. Nanjano, yes. And so Nanjano realizes the government sucks, defects to um, the resistance, and becomes like the the boss leader of Night Raid. Did she start Night Raid, or did she defect to an already existent Night Raid? Don't know. I think she may have started it. Don't quote me on that. Don't quote him on that. It's total ambiguity over here. Um, <laughs> God, we do this for a living. Um, well, so, not yeah. really. A living is a, a passion's a living. A passion's yeah. a living. Uh, but uh, your nine to five might make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. Yo, that was deep. <laughs> get that yeah, sh- that's that scripture. Um, I'm gonna get that tattooed right here. I think that's right above the nipple. Pat Flynn yeah. SPI podcast. <laughs> Perfect. Smart passive income. Anywho, but as that um, as death was already war hungry, uh, she grew up around it, so she felt comfortable in it. And then she kind of got a. I don't know where she got a taste for torture later on. She are, <laughs> did she already have that, or did the blood do that to her? No, she did. She didn't get the blood till like the very end of the show. Well, we saw her get the blood. Well, we yeah, saw yeah. the flashback of her getting the blood um, at the end of the show. But I can't tell if she gained a, a little uh, a taste for torture, the manicness. Um, no, I don't think so. But what it granted her was basically stupid ice abilities. Like, I mean, cr- like summoning ice meteors style. She summoned like massive rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So basically the show makes her like unbeatable like and and i think they did a very good job in that like i think it was not even like basically they were scared of her night raid was scared of her the entire um show and they would constantly say like if she's in the area like bail essentially yes yes. and so when you started seeing her powers you're like okay yeah totally (laughs) makes sense right she is unbelievable and she's like sadistic in a lot of ways 
let's absolutely stay away. And and so like there's a lot of scenes in which our main character, as as we're kind of calling him, Tatsumi, yes, is basically like accidentally ends up in her um, clutches. Yeah, definitely yeah. her clutches. <laughs> and you are like the tension in those moments is like unbelievable. Those are really those are really good because she's already what you said was great. It's a looming threat. She's right. just this constant looming threat while they do gain ground as as an assassination rebel group. Um, but she's still always there. Well, because there's a there's a portion at least when she is summoned to the northern kingdom or whatever to put down some rebellion. Yes. And at that point, everyone's like, oh, shit, finally, we can kind of like do some more night raid shit. Night raid shit. <laughs> so when, when and she- then she like puts it down and they're like oh we got tons of time she puts down the the insurgency like instantly and they're like shit <laughs> she comes back in like two weeks and abandoned now, thread yeah and she like just dis- <laughs> yeah, yeah. night shit. raid has left the chat night raid has left the chat oh god oh fuck and then she like starts her own uh version of night raid essentially to battle them which i thought i really loved that concept i, I think as a group night raid is good i like the jaegers more i really like the jaegers what the Sorry, they they were just weird. They were even weirder than Night Raid ever was. I think they it's were weird. I think the only one that's cool in that fucking group was Wave. Um, I liked Wave because he had a similar journey that that Tatsumi did. He just needed to be uh, took a lot longer for him to do that because he was also some bumpkin from from not the city. Uh, but I, who was the fire guy? I liked him. Bolin or Bol- whatever. Bolin or whatever. He, I liked him. I liked him a lot. He's uh so the the Jaegers is their counterparts. They all have Imperial arms as well. This man is this super crazy, beefy, like seven foot dude with like a terrifying mask on his face. And I mean it it, it He was definitely endearing, I agree with you. And then but the thing is, he's this sweetheart, uh, a family man. He's got a normal wife and like a normal daughter. And he's just like this super uh cheese ball. And I I loved him a lot. Uh I, I think um who was the? Uh, but I did like how he was basically. Um, his name's Bowles. Bowles. <laughs> he was. Um, essentially, he would be like super nice to everyone, and then everyone's like, "Why are people afraid of you?" And like, "Why are you know people treating you bad?" And he'd be like, "Don't don't think I'm a good guy. Like, yeah, I've done some really fucked shit." He was the most human, like, right? Yeah, like that, so that absolutely. He's like, I've literally burned countless people for this government, and I. The reason why I love my family so much is because, despite all that, they love me anyway. And I think <laughs> I love how they're like, we have like a don't ask, don't tell policy. How was work, Papa? Oh no, big deal. Just killed 150 people with fire. No, how was your day? Sweet, I drew a little thing. It's going on the fridge, sweetie. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird dichotomy. I liked his character for that, but um, I did too. There were there were times. Maybe that was a little harsh. Maybe saying Jaegers were better than Night Raid. I found some scenes where they interacted more interesting than the Night Raid counterpart, which uh, I think speaks to having two sets. Yeah, but I I do think there was only one person in Night Raid I didn't like. Okay, who was that? Mine. Mine. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't think... I think I just didn't like mine because of the shoehorned thing. That was so horseshit. That, that was like... That, that went from... Uh, it was like six episodes from full-on tsundere bullshit to you're literally my love. Oh, my God. So, basically... I don't even remember who it was, but it was like some priest up in the mountains they just ran into. And he's like, oh, you guys are in love. That was it. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like... They started thinking about it. And this was like... Like 19 episodes yeah, in. Yeah, it was like 18 or 19 where there's just like, right. you guys seem like you're meant to be together. But right? like, okay, so but the whole show, 
every girl in Night Raid is basically saying, I'm going to marry you, Tatsumi. Yeah. So it's like, I don't understand how that didn't work on him. Like, <laughs> Leone true. is way doper. Oh, yeah. And, she and has, hotter and, and everything about it. And everything so it's like, about her is better. What's going on? <laughs> she's cooler, funnier. Like, she literally brings him into Night Raid. Yeah. She saves his life when Akame is going to kill him. Exactly. Akame is freaking dope. Yeah. Even even if she's like a little bit. So why mine? Why? Right. Why her? It made no sense. And then um and then like like I there's no way around it, but like everyone dies. We said that everyone already. Dies. And like the <laughs> <laughs> like even the main character dies and we're like I don't know, to me, so this is like the last episode. I was just like felt like the whole show was useless. You felt robbed, didn't you? I was I, like what's I the felt fucking point? Super robbed. And Literally everyone dies except for Akame. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, there's no way around and it. She was supposed to die. Like her ability, um, basically, her blade is able to basically S- stack power for yeah, everyone. stack it's, power of everyone that she kills, and then it like curses boss. her type yeah. situation. So she's supposed to be dead. She is supposed to be dead and, and she- doesn't. And it's like, okay, at least if you're gonna kill everyone, kill everyone. Yeah, go full hog. You know what don't, I mean? Don't half ass it. Give me the death of everybody in the end. I think that honestly would have been. Maybe maybe have uh, the boss still alive just to be the one looking over like, we did it, uh, we did it, and that's it. But the thing is, even with all the death, the edge felt weird. It felt weird, right? Like, it didn't feel necessarily bad, but the edge felt forced. Did you notice something about Najindo? No. Wait, what? Tell me. She looks exactly like our guy from Ari Ferretta. Hajime? Yeah. 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 Holy shit. Missing an eyeball, missing an arm. I didn't even think about that. And wears a suit looking thing. And smokes smokes these black cigs, which that kind of. I gotta believe it pretty much rips. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty rips. Um, But no, it was. uh, The edge felt weird. So for those of you who don't really wonder what the fuck is edge, edge is just using gore, violence, shock imagery to uh, be a selling point of plot, character development, anything. An edgy character can be really, really shittily applied, like our boy Hajime from uh, Ari Ferretta, whose edge just was so ham-fisted and caked on. This felt more uh, uh, well-equipped. Do you think that, you know, all the the blood and the gore, did it work for this show? Could they have done without it? Would it have worked um, without it? So they very clearly early on basically say, if you're in Night Raid don't get attached to anyone because everyone's going to die. Yeah. And so they did set you up for that early. Yes. And then we also proceeded to watch like four of them die basically instantly in the first couple of episodes. <laughs> yeah, we did. So um, like it was not unexpected. I, I think every time they died, it still hurt at least the viewer. I'm like, damn. I'm I, like, bro. I think it did the first few times. Bro, bro. No. And like, I also thought it was a little whack how some of them died because they have these imperial arms. They're supposed to be great soldiers and stuff like that, right? Right. And then, you know, Sheil, the girl with the scissors, yeah. dies, like, instantly from something stupid. And I'm like, ah. And here's the thing, too. Like, I the first few times, it hit. It hit hard. And I'm like, okay, this isn't your this isn't your daddy shonen. This is, this is something new. However, I started to notice a pattern that this show had a tell. Yeah. They showed... They seem to show the past of any character, like, either earlier in the episode or, like, just at the end of the last episode, right before they die. 
and it and when i picked it up i can say like oh they're dying they're dying <laughs> they're dying and it's like okay cool next episode this person's dead and i, mean, I, I, was, I was just pretty sure anyone that was gonna die if they came into contact with the jaegers so basically we didn't say this but imperial arms there's this saying that if two of them fight each other like basically two imperial arms users fight one of them has to die 100% of the time. Yeah, I couldn't tell if that was like a mandate, like a code of battle conduct, or uh, that's just like can, because of a, the insanity of Imperial Arms. I think it was because of the insanity of Imperial Arms, but it also, they delivered 100% on that. They so, did, yeah. Track like, record. Perfect. Right, so like uh, to me, um, you can say that, but like it, it was 100%. So... Like, even if it was just, like, some kind of battlefield conduct, it worked, so yeah, whatever. So, the Imperial Arms, we, you know, we touched on earlier. These weapons are batshit insane. We talked about them in our favorite weapons video, and... Uh, Did we? Yeah, you brought it up. You brought it up. <laughs> yes, because uh, Imperial Arms was something we brought up, uh, I think maybe an honorable mention or something, but... I don't uh, think so, folks, but well, I'll go back and I'll re-listen to our episode. Play it back, baby. Uh, no, so uh, some of these are incredible, but I had a slight issue with the trump cards. Those felt some of those felt felt like ass poles. There was no setup at all for the the trump cards. They just started to have trump cards, right? Um, which, how do you feel about that kind of thing in a show where they just have like Deus Ex Machinas and just kind of, haha, this is my trump card now, and then they also start suddenly have trump cards. I mean, they seemed fairly, I don't know, I didn't hate it. I thought it made sense for this show, and I think they set it up as, like, Imperial Arms are fucking crazy. You know and what? so it wasn't surprising. The problem is some of them were just way more overpowered than others. Yes, and I do take that back slightly because technically I would say the uh, the invisibility on, on Incursio is a, would be part of a Trump card concept, like a special ability, even on top of its special ability. Um but yeah, what would you say is your favorite Imperial Arms? And that's a rough one because there's they're wacky and they're very very out there. There seems to be no system either, right? Yeah, is it magic? not really. Is it science? Is it both? Who knows? Kind of seems really like cares? some kind of both. Sciencey. I think it's hard to not say Susano because he he's is so cool. like kind of an AI type situation where he's an Imperial Arms, but he's also like a member of Night Raid. Yes, he's. Uh, and they call him organic-based Imperial Arms. He is essentially a badass housemaid. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, Najino basically picks that up later. So apparently, I was just rereading to like refigure out the show, essentially. But <laughs> yeah, um, right. Mine's Pumpkin, which is this basically massive gun I that... I fucking love Pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, so do I. When, when you're like in more danger, it does more damage, essentially. Yeah. Um. That was Nanjindo's weapon until she lost her arm. So what's the strat with Pumpkin? Do you put yourself in intentionally dangerous situations, like rile the enemy up to you get either them? snipe somebody and kill someone before anything happens, or you put yourself in crazy danger? I think. Right, and I think you have to get like basically taunt your enemy into making them go into final form, and then it's like, ha fuck you, <laughs> goodbye, <laughs> goodbye, because that thing will get go from like one shot to essentially death laser right like, so like laser. it's pretty cool though because it can be like a machine gun or a sniper rifle or you know death laser death um laser. depending on what your situation is so i did like that um the scissors were interesting but overall relatively unuseful yeah they could cut through anything 
Whoa. And block anything. Whoa. <laughs> it's crazy. And she dies. So and I'm she like, dies. okay. So guess it's not that good. The I'm, one I liked, uh, Ubiquitous, the the like crazy bitch from the other team, the Yeagers. Yeah, yeah. Her like little bear guy. Oh, yeah. He was sick. Was, so the bear, the little dog thing, it was like a dog. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. It, it can eat anything. And it like, she's got a metal arm, right? Because she went through some crazy, was it Dr. Style was the guy's yeah, name? Yeah, yeah. Dr. Style is also on the Jaeger team. And he is this super sadist, like insane scientist. And did work on uh, her arm or just her body. So she has a bunch of body mods. She almost died in a fight with mine and Sheil. Okay. She okay. kills Sheil. That's it. Shell, I think, is actually what they're calling her. Shell, yeah. Um, but her name is S-H-E-E-L-E, so hard for me to call her Shell. Anyway, um, so she almost dies. Uh, Dr. Stylish comes over and gives her all these, like, basically attachments for her broken arms that her little uh, doggy <laughs> guy carries around in his mouth. Paid DLC, Right, it was just really cool. I thought that was cool. I hated that character, but I thought it was cool. She was interesting because uh, she was really insane. And not like in like a fun way, like as death or anything, but she was like, <laughs> she was really, really crazy. And right. uh, she lost her parents uh, to violence and war, right? Something like that. And she's got a real sick and twisted version of justice. <laughs> like, Yeah, well, like essentially some guy um, who was an asshole... <laughs> as you do captain uh like takes her in and starts teaching her stuff so she has this like weird um like idolization for this guy true and then yeah, they yeah. go and assassinate him and so basically they're like sworn enemies after that and um so like i don't blame her for being mad what i don't and, and like this this happens throughout history so it's not that surprising i guess but it's hard for me to understand how people in these situations where your government is asking you to do ridiculous, insane shit. Yeah. But how you cannot think that, huh, maybe they're not doing the right thing. I couldn't tell if it's an indoctrination thing. Well, it's or... the same thing that happened like with Germany and stuff like this. Right? Yes. Yeah. It's like, it's a human thing that happens, unfortunately, but it's like, you know, for Nanjindo to finally realize it for Ezdeth not to, that, that makes sense because as it... is like literally a little bit bonkers. In the but best for people way, like, though. you know, um, Wave. Yes. Took Wave's him forever a, to figure it out. But he did. And Bowles, Bowles. He knows what he's doing is wrong and he still stays. It yeah. makes no sense. So I think it's I think it's cool this show does do a good job. I don't think they develop a lot of the characters in a way that I would like. Well, not enough, I think. Because it didn't really... You do feel the deaths, all these deaths. But I feel like they could have hit harder if they took a little bit more time to... Don't just slap a backstory or a, or a flashback and then kill them off. Let that fester a little bit. But I do like the characters all kind of trying to understand or wrap their mind around, you know, is the government just? And when you make your decision, what do you do? Do you stay? Do you leave? Do you rebel? Do you fall in line? Uh, I liked Run for that reason. He he had a very interesting take. They're just taking down from the inside, essentially. Take down from the inside. Um, <laughs> I I don't even recall Run very much. He's he the angel do, guy. Yeah, he's doing um, the wings. Those are pretty cool. They were cool. Um, I didn't quite understand what he he was doing. He he was very bad at explaining his goals. He, that was funny. He yeah, he didn't explain anything well, but he talked like he's he was smarter than anyone else in the yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, just uh-huh. then explain just, it. <laughs> yeah, you're you smart. asshole, <laughs> asshole. No, but I liked uh, my favorite uh, Imperial Arms has to be the strings. 
The strings were super cool. It is cool. really sick. So, uh, uh, Lubba, so I'm going to call him, basically had these, uh, like, kind of like picks on his fingers where he would feed, like, uncuttable string from the spool on his back. And then he could do anything he wanted with it. My favorite application is when he can make a spear out of it. And if he punctures you, he literally has the string snake into your bloodstream and go to your heart and just just crush it from the inside. That was rad. That was some it solid It was edge. rad. Solid My edge. issue. Yeah. It seemed like there was a limited amount of the string. This, he does seem to, did he, did he have to. Do you think he had to, like, after a fight, he just kind of walks around and just kind of like. That's what it seems like. <laughs> he just had to spool it back up. And so I'm like, uh, what? It seemed to get more controlled than that, though, which was nice. There was one scene where he set him up everywhere, and I think it had the Spider-Man web fallacy where they seemed to be attached to nothing. Like, there's just going into the sky indefinitely and seemed to be strapped to nothing. Yeah, so it's, it. Um, you see that in the first episode, actually, as well. Yeah. Um, but, well, the way they explain it in Spider-Man or something like that, I think they say, like, he can attach it to clouds, which is fucking, fucking dumb. So fucking stupid. Um, but, yeah, anyway, uh, I liked Akame and Kurame, their whole situation, and basically... Um, Tatsumi basically tells Akame at one point that like she is handling it so well and he's so surprised and all this stuff. Right. And she just like breaks down. And he's like, shit. <laughs> yeah, like, you are such a badass stone cold face. And, yeah. And in then weeping in the corner. She's like Ooh. starts crying because like Ooh. the whole reason she's doing this is basically to she has to kill her sister is like the final boss for her. Yeah. And her sister doesn't have a long time anyway. There's worth going into if you watch the show. But like but... their two Imperial arms are very cool. Yes. One is a sword that allows any it's cut down to resurrect their corpse as puppets. And the other one kind of remembers all of the emotional energy and kind of stacks power within it. So if you But were it's to... cursed. I think if you get touched at all, you die. Yes. Yeah. So essentially if you get nicked by it. It, there was something like you had to be an asshole and they would like kill you. <laughs> there was literally some like weird trigger where. Oh, it, was it like a Nimbus Nimbus from uh, Dragon Ball? Pure hearts only get to ride. I really think it was similar. Okay, so it's the opposite. If you have a pure heart, you won't get killed. Okay, you know what? Well, that well, that, no one didn't get killed, right? Yeah, everyone <laughs> died. So like that's the other thing is like there's not really any good people in the government forces other than like Wave. I would argue there were really any other. There weren't too many good people. By either action or uh, philosophy, because good philosophy on the night raid side, still killing motherfuckers out here though. That's something which they do. They do like tell Tatsumi instantly, like we are not good people, and yeah. if you stay here, you're probably gonna die. Uh huh. So like, I did very, very, very much enjoy that setup, right? So like, being able to be self-aware of your actions is a very interesting situation for anime because a lot of times people are always like, I'm always right, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, even in, like, situations where there's two, like, warring parties in real life, generally both sides think they're right, right? Exactly. And so, like, having them say, look, we're not doing good things, but we are trying to do them for a good reason, we think. A lot of shonens don't come out. And that, that I think it's one of the reasons, like you said, it's kind of isn't your typical shonens because it, it – that's a disclaimer up front. It's like, dude, this is not – this isn't fun work. This isn't your uh, – Power of friendship bullshit. This is some serious... We're a little gonna, bit of wet work. A little bit of wet work. We're going to kill somebody today. <laughs> um, but uh, I I think at the end of the day, 
does this show have a leg to stand on uh, as a standout shonen uh, if it didn't have the edge? If it didn't have this mature overtone, kind of at, at times out of its way to be bloody. A little bit not organically bloody. Just very... <laughs> um, the reason I started hating the show was... So basically through 19 episodes, I think I had like close to a 93 or something like that. Yeah. And then after that, it dropped like sub 60s for me. Wow. See, I would have given it... I think this is one of the worst, absolute worst endings of all time. Interesting. I don't know if it's one of the worst. It didn't feel you like don't a, want everyone that you tried to care about die. It didn't feel like a hard like tailspin. It did feel like a fizzle. Nothing nothing hit. I think it tailspun because they started throwing in the like the relationships aspect at the very end. You're right. Well, yeah, because they the whole time all... everyone was like all into him, and Ezeth was the only one that was being very obvious, and like Leone was joking but saying it. Obvious. She literally put a collar on that boy and leashed his ass. <laughs> You're mine now. I drug him right. into her bedroom. <laughs> it's fucking rad. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying there was no real romance aspect the entire show, and then they just start like shoehorning it in and there's literally one episode of like we're in love and then that person dies and yes. then um basically he's like oh i can't love anymore and it's like <laughs> you basically loved for an hour um and yeah. then um like just like i don't know it felt like a weird like devolution of like all this shit going on the time in the sh- the timeline in the show is weird right because there's like there are times when, like, an entire month would pass between an episode, and then there'd another one would be, like, literally the next part, like, the same day. Yeah, uh, it much, is pretty tough. How much time passes from when Tatsumi shows up in the city to I think a end? lot. Yeah, I think it was, like, a couple years, right? Uh, I wouldn't go that far. Well, there, there was times where it was just like, oh, it's been, like, six months. Haha, cool. Or, like, two weeks when Ezdeth would just leave, and it's like, oh, shit, she was supposed to be gone for months, and she was gone for two weeks. So... There's another two weeks, so maybe a year. Let's let's round it off to a, a cool year. I'm okay with a year, <laughs> okay. not multi-year. So it can get confusing about how long th- these people may have been, you know, festering feelings for each other, you know? I don't, I don't know. No, I don't agree. <laughs> no? What do you mean, no? Just Look, nothing what? is happening unless we're seeing it happen, in my opinion. I think it's... Shit happens, like... They were, at, they were literally assholes happens. to each other. Until we saw it in episode nineteen, that, where that those, was those two ass, those two douchebags in the mountains are like, "You guys like each other, right?" This must be the red string of fate. <laughs> and it's like, "What the? F- Stop invoking this, yeah. please. We don't need more of this." Harold, it was just so dumb. And then, um, I don't know. I just felt like the ending sucked because, like, they were shoehorning in all these rom- romance, and then like there, there is. Like, in war, there's no real, like, resolution, I guess. But this was, like, even less of a resolution. Like, King Kid kills half of his own people. Right. Um, Some of the big deaths, though, didn't... They didn't hit like I thought they would. Well, it was because you put like eight in one fucking episode. That's the thing, right? Because I was going to ask... And gave them no time. I was going to... Yes. None of it felt weighty. It it was weird. And I, I think the first couple felt weighty because... That's not what I necessarily expected to go in. I thought that this group was going to be together forever. And then by like episode three or four, gone, right? Yeah, but the other thing is you don't get to see the rest of the team's reactions to their death. Yes. If everyone just dies off in their weird spots, like 
which they did at the end, right? Yeah. There, weren't, there weren't even enough people around to emotionally appreciate this moment for me at least yeah, I was or, like, or like the sacrifices you never see anything from like the actual people either like saying like wow yeah. thank you yeah you know Tatsumi's I mean? pissed me off in that exact regard yeah he, oh fuck that he like saves everyone's fucking life and then just like bye bye and the thing is he didn't you know what's funny he didn't necessarily have to die the way he did of course not he he <laughs> did the deed he stopped the the final one of the final baddies and then literally the final baddie was falling over Towards a, a small, small crowd of maybe a couple dozen people. Casual loss. But he died trying to save them, which I guess is supposed to be like, oh, he fought for the people. That's that's a yeah, yeah, here's I, my problem. I get it logically. It didn't hit the heart. Here's what I think they should have done. Yes. The thing is falling yeah. on Tatsumi. Okay. As death comes over and obviously saves him. She wasn't dead yet. Why didn't she? Why didn't she do anything about? It? She can make literal ice mountains. Why? Why didn't she just prop that bitch up like a kickstand? What they exactly? And <laughs> yeah. what they needed to do is they needed to have Tatsumi start giving into this thing with Ez death and actually try to turn her because right. he would just like say offhanded shit saying like, well, maybe you're fighting on the wrong side, and she'd be like, no, and he'd be like, okay then, <laughs> okay. Guess I'm going to kill you, you next know what time. I mean, it's like if he actually tried and he's like, look, if you really, really love me, try this. And I, I really think she slowly could have been pulled to the other side. That's what bummed me out a little bit about us. Everything else about our character was fun. She's clearly one of the most popular in the show. I looked at some character polls and she like way outweighs everybody else. Agreed. But what they made her be was just evil to her core. She already had good character development. She had this very natural selection, survival of the fittest game going on. And she could there could have been any number of directions to give her some kind of turn. But Tatsumi gives up because he's just like, oh, she's just bad to the core. That's it. There's no change in this. And uh, it would have been way more enjoyable. And maybe her death actually wouldn't have, you know, felt dumb. <laughs> if, right. If, uh... Like that felt pretty dumb. <laughs> like the way they set it up, I guess she had to die. But it like, I don't know. I don't like. Obviously, she was very, very bad person. But also, I felt like she was redeemable. Yes. Yeah. Even though she was like basically freezing entire like countries, it's like she's just misguided. She's a missile. You yes. have to guide her. Right. And so for me, that's kind of like where I was really struggling with the whole plot is like, I think you can fix this. You just got to not be dumb dumb. <laughs> There's something here for her. Okay, so I'm on Mal right now. Yeah, and I would me. like you to tell me who you think the top five liked characters are. Really? There's a rank. I didn't look. That's not the ranking I looked at. So top five. I'd have to say, uh, shit, I would say Ezdeth, Tatsumi, Leon, unfortunately mine and um wave like any of those right hit me with the top five <laughs> you <laughs> did not there was some that you were right but wrong placement okay number okay. one most liked akame oh duh that's that's on me that's on me yeah, she's in the bad. fucking title number Shosky. two what are you doing as death okay that makes sense i think that should have been switched that's death is way cooler than akame i totally agree yeah <laughs> Najna, not even on the list, but mine, number three. That's, I fucking Folks, knew it. Folks, you're assholes. <laughs> yeah. That's the baddest answer. That one made me pucker. Bad. That sucked. That sucked. Absolutely disagree with everything that just was said. God. Um, right. Number four, 
Number four, <laughs> Tatsumi. That makes a lot of sense to me. but Which he, is okay, because he's the main fucking character. He's the main fucking character, but he's also... And then, who is number five? Who is number five? Uh, uh, Leon? Lubbock. I can see it, too. I can see it, too. And he just... They did my girl dirty. They did Leon's dirty. Narrowly edged out uh, Leon by, like, 100 likes. Oh, damn. And then, right after Leone is Chelsea, and I'm like, she was only in the show for four episodes. I actually didn't like her character because she I was... I hate her. Oh, I didn't hate her, but she was just like, ha I'm a girl. That was her entire character. I think her character was, you guys are assassins, you need to act like assassins and realize people are going to die. Yeah. She was much more of a, like, callous, like, kind of reality check, in my opinion, to kind of their, like this weird little like love group they had going on and she and again she kept being asshole but i think it was all like she kept being asshole being asshole yes but they 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 phone she felt phoned into me she felt phoned in um because she kind of popped in and i like her act like fucking assassins you're not this isn't playtime i like that she had the weakest imperial arms by a long shot i think for reconnaissance it's it's probably the best i agree but she's an assassin assassin yeah the the thing is like ha i'm a girl my imperial arms is makeup fuck you like yeah i guess you could make any you can do anything else as a disguise make it yeah yeah but i i actually like seuss seuss yeah, he's dope. Susano, uh, as a character, was really endearing because he's also this, like, really type A perfectionist. Um, and uh, <laughs> he catches, like, toss me with his fly down after a really big speech. Could be one of the funniest moments <laughs> in the entire show. He just gives this rousing speech. And then Susano has this super intense look in his face and says, Toss me. Your fly was down the whole time. I didn't want to say anything, but I have to say something. It's, it's down. It's like, dude, you should have told me. You should have told me, dude. Um, yeah. yeah. So I actually did some research into like Japanese gods and stuff like that. It's like God of Thunder, right? He is basically the God of Storm. Hell yeah. He dude. also is called like the Wanderer. So basically him and Amaterasu are siblings. Oh, yeah. And... uh they end up fighting Amaterasu starts killing a shitload of gods and stuff because he's like the Rage. least loved uh, okay. uh, between the the gods. Interesting. Uh, or at least they're uh, basically Amaterasu's son. There's one for uh, fuck Sukeyome actually is Moon. Nice. Yeah. And they like are in love with each other. Some shit goes down. Sukeyome kills someone like a different right. god, which. Yeah which looks bad on them, so they can't... They, basically, she says, we're never going to occupy the same space ever again. That's why sun is in the day and moon yes. is at night. Yes. Very cool way to explain that. But then uh, Susano and Amaterasu fight a bunch, and he gets his godliness taken from him and oh. wanders the world. Basically, he, during his fight with Amaterasu, was just killing humans for fun, essentially, like destroying their lands and stuff like that, like right. basically swamping their fields and stuff. And so that's super cool. Like, right. And, and so and they it, basically they they make him become a human sort of and like go basically help humans and like get, get like some kind of feelings for them. Wow! In order to regain his godly power, and what, that's part of that's part of Susano's power is that the Imperial Arms user that is like his commander can three times, I guess, three would kill lesser men, but it didn't kill the boss. But would give no. Some, she was about to die. She was about to die. She gave you can give part of your life force essence, and he would go straight up god mode, like badass fucking god right. mode. Um, 
But uh, that's a that's a good you know what that's just a weeb thing. This is weebology lesson right there. Doing a little research into the lore of the culture that this show these shows come from could give a lot more credence. Like American shows, just like you know American lore and and stuff that we kind of just know in instinctually. So if you use that in writing, or Americans like oh yeah, it's it's this thing we we have a folk tale about this. We have this about that. Um, Freaking Paul Bunyan. Yes, like one of the big ones too is. Um, in a lot of Japanese, in Japanese folklore, they believe, or they have like a tale about the white rabbit in the moon. Isn't that, there's like a, they believe that there's like a shape, like, you know, we say man on the moon or there's a moon's made out of cheese and that's bullshit, but they actually have wait what stories about, <laughs> I thought it was a big old ball of Swiss in the sky. Cheese. cheese. If you've ever seen Wallace and Gromit. Yes. I urge you to reconsider laughing. Best that was hilarious. <laughs> but um, no, they have a folklore that there's a white rabbit in the, in the moon and there's a lot of references to, uh, rabbits being involved with the moon, like. Uh, not to harp on Naruto, but final Kagi, uh, she's kind of like a rabbit beast looking thing. And, uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the enemies in, weirdly enough, Super Mario Odyssey are all bunnies from the moon. Yeah, I would like to do an episode or potentially just a YouTube video about like mythology in Naruto, like how it kind of all makes sense because if you go, if you want to hear that sasuke's sword is called kusanagi which is like grass cutting sword that's yeah that shit happens to be the sword yes that susano uses to kill orochi which is like this big dragon right that and is orochi is kind of like a yeah. yeah yeah like a snake demon hydra thing yeah Fucking this guy over here but yeah if you want to hear that episode that's actually this is a great tangent but mythology and naruto has actually been a very closely tied concepts and they do a really good job of uh using the power set and move names and weapon names to exemplify the things uh they come from in japanese lore so uh hit us up on instagram if you want us to do that episode but uh back to a comic got kill final thoughts i think for what do you me, think it was rated like, oh, i think it was rated yeah like on mal or just yeah, mal. Mal? Uh, 7-3. I think it was like a 7-3. It was a 7.7. 7. Okay. That's... And 618,000 people rated it. That's the number that always gets me, is that it's such a high number of people that have seen this show. Right. And I think it, maybe for the time, it's like, oh, we have a show where everybody dies. There is some kind of pull there, and it's now just kind of part, like it's part meme, well, part required so reading. to put it into perspective, Attack yeah. on Titan has... 1.2 million reviews interesting interesting but that makes a lot more sense but i would titan. say like being even half as popular as attack on titan is unbelievable that seems like weirdly disparate but if on my personal rating up until about episode 19 or 20 i would give it probably like a 86 out of 100 cursed swords um and then it drops down to probably like where you're saying like 66 67 out of a hundred, uh, uh, cat paws, Leon paws. Uh, uh, her really, power was cool. I really liked her imperial arms too. Fucking brawler. Was it a belt? Was it a belt buckle? Yeah. That, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I do want to say that I think her shit was bullshit. Her death. That was bullshit. My imperial arms trump card is I can destroy other ones. <laughs> That's yeah. Blow that was, me. <laughs> fucking blow me, dude. And she still beat his ass yeah, after, which was dope. Six or seven gunshots to the gut. She's like, 
fuck you, dude. I'm a I'm from she the said, streets. She said, ever heard of Fifty Cent? You ever heard of it, dude? <laughs> oh um, man, yeah. But like like I said, I think I had it in the like hard '90s, and then dropped to like '65 near the end. Um, so I I don't know how to like do ratings like that. You kind of just oh yeah, like mash it all together. I think, but I mean, I'll just tell you, I think you know within the first 19 episodes it was easily a 90 out of 100 and then it became a 65 yeah near the end totally totally agree the whole time i was thinking hey this edge doesn't actually uh, hit the ear wrong like it's actually not bad this show does, it was surprising yeah this, they, this show they does throw edge. a lot of it on there the, 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 it, yeah and it does edge in a very good way uh in a way that feels uh linked into for the most part linked to the lore and the the world building and all that stuff so uh, if you're into the mature uh, fight, blood, gore, shit like that, it's not a bad show to go watch. Uh, we warned you about the ending, so what are you gonna do? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you, but uh, I think that's I think that's really it. Um, that's it. Thank you, y'all, for listening. Uh, you want to check us out? Thank you for our YouTube gang. Check us out on YouTube. We have a video for most episodes if we can force it. Uh, check us out on Spotify, on Apple, on Google, on Stitcher, and many more. And, Indeed. Uh, Instagram. Um, you can also email us at webologypodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Please do not forget to leave a like, a comment, and a subscribe on our video Boom. on YouTube. As well as, if you can, please, please, please leave a five-star <laughs> review on Apple Podcasts. He has night terrors, and all he screams <laughs> are five-star reviews. Just five stars. Help. And like, if, if you can use words and stuff, too, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, leave us, like, a shit. legit review. Um, Hit us up on Instagram. Yeah, we got memes on memes on memes. I'm just saying, Rubology. next episode, I'm going to be shouting out all the people who have left us a review. So, oh, yeah. that's a cool so, play. Uh, I would like you guys to please do that. Um, Get yourself a shout-out. Yeah. Why not? Um but I, uh, I think that's it. And it- make sure to check out our last episode was with uh, the Anime Compost guys. Yes. And, please please uh, go check out that those. That was pretty sweet. And go check out them. Check out them, yeah. And Anime Summit, uh, both fantastic uh, podcasts for anime uh, of any level. They, they both have similar vibes, go into varying depths. And I think they're doing the um, You're Stuck With It right now on Anime, anime Compost. Right. Where they uh, pick from a hat and that's you have to watch the show. Whether you like it or not. So, um, is there anything else? Ah, oh, jeez, guys. I'm just watching so much anime. You're just I watching so much know. anime. Well, I think they got a little turnt. I I definitely got a little burnt. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Um, Backwards Mike got burnt. And y'all, for sure, got, got a little learnt. Thanks, y'all, for coming to class. I'm Ricky. And I'm Ethan. And this has been Weebology. Uh, oh, it's still the back. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bad. Bad.